Welcome to the Joe Blow Gamer Podcast, where we talk about video games and the world of being a parent, still with all the love of gaming, but none of the time to consume it all. I'm Trevor. I'm Nick. And I'm John. And tired. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. fucking exhausted i hear that man kid was tantruming right before we started recording speaking of being a parent yeah speaking of so being a parent uh parker just lost his first tooth oh that's exciting oh, really yeah wow oh my goodness did it's, you are uh, you is it today he lost it yeah like minutes before recording this are you gonna give him are you gonna give because, him money uh, because he went sleep and so <laughs> i i hit him once to make him go to sleep and he lost his tooth <laughs> and Jeez. no i'm joking <laughs> Uh, nothing like some good old child abuse joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. No, he it's lost his tooth. He was he was super nervous about it. We like showed him sure. videos of people being like, "Hey, look, see," and then Kelly chickened out, and it's like, "No, that's the dad's job to rip the tooth out." I'm like, oh. "I don't want to do it. That's <laughs> disgusting." But we it's did funny it. How it, that's it, when it's the dad's yeah, job. Yeah, like, right. The, the thing yeah. no one wants to do. It's like, yeah, this is, you got this one. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it, yeah, cause we tried yesterday and he wasn't having it. And then today it's like hanging on by like a thread, like barely. Hey. So it's like time to go, bud. Yeah. Uh, but it popped right out and then he was like super stoked and yeah, we're going to do the whole money under the pillow thing and fun Can, stuff like that. Did you sell him a pack of lies? Yes, I did. Okay, of course. Good. I sold him the, the, the lies known as the magical woman that flies in through the yeah. window and pays for teeth. My children have lost because that's. <laughs> I didn't want to do the tooth. I didn't want to do. I didn't mind doing the money for the teeth and just letting it be a thing. But kids at school had already told Emma, so she came home like amped about yeah. the tooth fairy. I mean, like, it's almost less disturbing to believe in a tooth fairy than it is for a parent to say, "I'll give you money for your teeth." <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I will. I would say. I mean, I'm sure Parker's already asleep, so you're just you're in you're in it now. But first of all, it is the most stressful fucking thing to sneak in, take a tooth, and then put money underneath and like hope it, they don't wake up. I oh just, really? It is. I <laughs> I and I. It took me like ten minutes to do it because I was just going in like a ninja. And I shit you not, like a fucking comedy movie. I tripped over something on the floor as I walked out. I was all, I fucking did it. <laughs> Knocked all That's why you need an ether rag. I find that works really well. <laughs> I uh, we have to give Parker medication once, right before we go to bed. And then once right when I wake up when he's still sleeping. So he uh, sleeps like through a freight train. Like I could, oh, nice. I could give up and like, like flick him in the forehead and he wouldn't wake up. And so this is going to be real easy. Nice. It's going to be no problem at all. That's good. Yeah, we had to alter ours. We like, and luckily she knocked her money out from under the pillow while she was sleeping. So we were like, oh, why don't you just next time just leave your tooth up at the front door and then the tooth fairy can find it easier uh, that's, <laughs> and that's clever and that's what she does clever. Now. is there a video game based around the tooth fairy or, or any teeth video game i don't know i feel that's like that would be creepy an amazing question <laughs> i'm going to look i'm just it clutching up straws here but right I, you know, I feel, starring I dwayne like johnson <laughs> yeah based on the movie yeah <laughs> There is a Tooth Fairy board game. No video games. I apologize. But. Sounds like we're going to have to have that for next game night. Next time Nick comes to game night, we're going to play the Tooth Fairy board game. The Tooth Fairy board game. It looks like a real delight. <laughs> Josh and John are going to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is life now. Yes. <laughs> well, um, hey, guys. <laughs> Hi, Trevor. What's up? I'll, ki- I'll kick us off with some, some video game and stuff. Um, I actually haven't been playing The Witcher at all this past month. Um, I've been really, I've been, I work from home now, so I've been really swamped at home, and then I often work at night now. And so. You haven't been swamped in the swamp 
in The Witcher. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> well played. That's a cool no. swamp, Very dude. Good. You got you to you get swamp. in that swamp. It's great. <laughs> uh, but Qu- I, Quick side note before you, are you about to leave The Witcher talk? Because that trailer, uh, the Henry Cavill oh, yeah. Witcher <laughs> Netflix trailer dropped. Yeah. yeah, It's got me optimistic and hopeful, but weary at the same time. Yeah, like I kind of yeah. really, the trailer didn't, give me any idea of just like scale and i really think this in order for this show to take off they need to like full horse go after game of thrones like throw all of their money at it and make it the as big and meaningful as they can i think See, i want i want the succeed. exact ops well i want the money in it because i want the production value but i want the stories to be smaller no absolutely Right, you're just saying more on like a, a, a technical. Yeah. Level. Oh yes, I think. Yes, it, then, yeah, I think I if anything, if you see the seams of anything, it nobody's gonna watch it and it's gonna get canceled. Either that, or just bring it back to Xena levels, yeah. where you can see, the, <laughs> you can see the plastic swords. Oh, I would watch the shit out of like an old Xena Witcher thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, That'd I think this one has kind of wait and see written all over it. But we'll, you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. See. I mean, I know the man played Superman, but holy shit, was he ripped. <laughs> he, was, yeah. he was ripped, yeah. <laughs> he was enormous. <laughs> Geralt's supposed to be kind of like a slim, cat-like man. Yeah. <laughs> Not a giant uh, It depends brute. on your build, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's uh, true. The Brotherhood of the Bear or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that does look good. Um, but... To the point of what I've been playing, um, I've since I don't have a lot of time. Like I like to play Witcher in like three to four hour stints, and I don't I don't like going in because I'll go in for like if I only have half an hour, I'll go in and like a scene will play out, and then I'm like, all right, I guess I'm done because I gotta go to bed. Totally. Yep. So what I've been doing lately with my little bit of time is playing some VR, and uh, the only it's a bunch of little things that aren't even really worth talking. But the one thing I did want to talk about was Vader Immortal. <clears throat> Have you guys played that yet? No, this is the the Star Wars VR thing, right? Yeah, it was like a three part story. I think okay. you had touched on it last time, and I put it on my to do list, but I had not gotten around to it yet. Oh, did I already talk about it? No, you hadn't actually fully talked about. It. I think you just had mentioned it last time. Oh, gotcha. Um, I think it's really good, and I think it's promising for uh, VR. I think it's promising for VR in that realm. Obviously, there's a lot of really fun. Uh, friend and family games like Beat Saber, which is really shows the fun of VR and Super Hot, um, and those are all really fun. Like have people over, do, every uh, keep talking and nobody explodes or whatever it's called. Um, all those are really fun, but this is more in the line of telling a story. It's the first time I've actually really experienced an enriching story on VR because um, obviously I played the Rick and Morty game and a bunch of other stuff, and there are games with stories and they're fun and they definitely use um the mechanics in a good way but this was the first one where like the graphics the music which is full-on star wars score uh maya rudolph is plays the voice of the robot that accompanies you and she's the the writing is really (laughs) is she she funny she's really funny okay um and that that's what's really great is like it captures that that essence of what I love about Star Wars, at least I know I know um, John is a little more <laughs> a little more uh, uh, purist. More what? purist? What are you trying to say? <laughs> That's, <Trevor> it. <laughs> That's it. A little more Star Wars purist than me. Well, first of all, Vader's not an immortal. <laughs> he's a he's a dead ghost. He's a dead this man. So this is, I'm not playing one second of it. Nah. Um, but the it, it really captured the tone of what I loved in the original movies. Um, <clears throat> with the comedy of the of the droid, and then the story that you're following, and it's base it's Vader after Episode Three, essentially. So he's young Anakin in the Vader body, but it's James Earl Jones' voice, obviously, and uh, it's really cool. It's just like the textures, the world. You really feel like you're in star the star the universe of Star Wars. Star Wars, sure. And uh, and you do get in the first episode, you do get to use a lightsaber. And it's it feels good. Like you're actually deflecting bullets and it's not like this automatic thing, like you have to actually try to 
and it doesn't slow it down, so you get hit a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, cool. I think that answers part of my question, which is sort of, I, I still, I don't know if it's a game or like an immersive interactive experience. My understanding is it's kind of maybe more like an experience, like an on-rails led through thing. Like what, what is it exactly? How it, does it, it play? It's definitely on-rails. Like they're taking you through a journey and you're going from point, I mean, you're moving to the places and the droid is kind of like, we got to go over here. But you can stop and you can look like, for instance, you have to spy on sure. um, Vader talking to someone. I won't spoil who. And you're like peeking through a grate and you can stop and you can like look at your droid. And like I looked at my droid and then she looked at me and then I looked back. And so it's like <laughs> it feels like you're in the world. And I could have just like kept walking and left. Um, but you definitely are in like a narrow um walkway where you're like you have to go from point a to point b but it, it it's it's fun it's not like and it i think it's fun because it's star wars i'm not sure if it would work in any other ip um but it's definitely fun where i was just like oh shit and you're learning kind of like new things like what darth vader was looking for after like he's basically i don't want to spoil i don't want to spoil the story but it, it ties into everything like it's not just some random quest it ties into Everything that I, happens I also movie. heard that if you've done the Star Wars Void experience, that they're somehow thematically connected story-wise. I think it's like the same people worked on it or something. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Because what, what is that launch now? So, so the Void is a is an installation that's in malls across the country where you instead of doing VR at home, you go to this place and you pay like thirty five bucks. And you go in and you do like one of their experiences. There's actually one near us at the Glendale Galleria that, you know, we've done. And one of the things they have is like a Star Wars experience, which I forgot. What it's, I think it's called like Shadows of the. No, it's not Shadows of the Empire. It's, I forgot. <laughs> that, I would be way yeah, more excited. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, I forgot what it, I forgot what it's called. But my, my understanding is like in that one. If you play this, and this, I guess, mild spoilers for this void experience, but there's a plot revolving around some artifact that that Darth Vader gathers, like, in that. And and I think they said, oh, if you played that, it carries over into Vader Immortal, but I don't, I don't know much about Vader Immortal, but that seems to track. Because who, yeah, who made this? Isn't, isn't it, like, Industrial Light and Magic involved in this, or was that a different... Uh, I'm Star pretty Wars sure thing. because they. I think so let me let me see who did. Their logo showed up in the beginning, but that could have just been because their logo. Showed right, up because in they anything. have every they own every little. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's or, all. I guess they. I guess they don't own it, but you uh, know. They're... It's called Secrets of the Empire. That's why I got confused. Uh, it's not Shadows of the Empire. Uh, I'm trying to see who actually created the experience. On a side note, uh, have they they need to make a uh, what are those called like a a digital vocabulary or a digital voice of James Earl Jones at this point in time? Like get him, yeah, get him, sit him down, record him saying every single. uh, That's kind of morbid. I I think it's called like a vocal font or an audio font is what they call it. I mean, but he's got so many important characters, and especially Vader. If you ever want to tell another story, once he's gone, then they're all, "Hey, Jimmy, pop start... in the studio in case you die." <laughs> I mean, he like back way back in the prequels, didn't he do that? Like he recorded all of his audio first because he was telling George Lucas he wasn't feeling very good. Oh my god! I don't know if that was a rumor. That's depressing. <laughs> uh, I have the answer here. So both games were developed by ILM X Lab. Yeah. Which is a, a subsidiary of, I guess, Lucasfilm Limited, and so they, they, yes, they did both this Void experience and Vader Immortal. So same developers, which is why I think they they kind of have them sort yeah. of connect. They also tapped into the exact Star Wars experience, so they're going to get that audio and music sounding pretty right. I would absolutely, assume. yeah, because I haven't done Vader Immortal, but the the secrets of the Empire experience was. <laughs> a shitload of fun i'm gonna have to say and they definitely yes they nailed the feeling of star wars and that one you're all playing rebel uh, soldiers who are disguised as stormtroopers oh cool so it's it's actually super smart because all their super heavy gear if you go to this void installation you have to wear this backpack which is the computer that's running your vr and then it's connected to the headset and you wear this heavy headset and so they sort of you come up with thematic ways for your this all this gear you're wearing 
to kind of make sense. And I thought that was smart. So like another one they have is a Ghostbusters experience where it's like, oh, you have a proton pack and, you know, so th- those kind of things kind of make that heavy gear make sense. Totally. Well, that's that's uh, Vader Immortal. And I'm excited for episode two. But I don't. They oh, haven't. it's episodic. Oh, interesting. There's three so, episodes. Um, well, they not. When did the uh, high, uh, episode one, two, and three? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, oh, okay. It's not that one. All right, oh sorry. god. <laughs> uh, they haven't announced when episode two comes out, so I don't know if like they're still in the middle of it or what. And it was also unfortunately tainted by that whole. They they released it when the quest came out, and you could only get it on the quest for a month. For like for like a month, you could only get it on the quest, and then it was uh, available on everything. And I did every- take a real hot second to remember what the quest was. There's too there's too <laughs> many names, and none of them stick very well. Oh yeah, sorry to to our listener. There's a Oculus Quest is the newest. Well, there's a new Oculus Rift S, which is this upgrade to Oculus Rift. But then the Quest is a wireless uh, headset. It's like standalone, VR. right? Yeah, it's a standalone headset yeah. VR, which apparently looks really good. I don't understand how. I'm not sure what its capability is if it's not tethered because it's not tethered to a computer. It's everything in the headset, right? It's not like Wi-Fi or anything. It's just a headset. So they were really trying to get people to get that. But I feel like get like I wasn't gonna. I was like, I'll just wait till Vader Immortal comes out. I don't know what their reason was, other than like probably exactly what you said to have try to have some kind of hot exclusive to sell the new thing right. but yeah I, I don't think they were really targeting like people that already have an oculus right. they're gonna upgrade it was probably more like hey we want if you're gonna enter into it a Get quest is a great quest. option yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's something to do it with yeah yeah and i guess I'm just guessing saying, i don't work for their marketing well, i don't know that, <laughs> maybe you should John actually wish <laughs> maybe just, well, you just that, sold me that i'm was ordering one confused, right now that was the thing that confused me was i didn't understand because it is it is geared toward people who don't have vr right like obviously people like us aren't just going to go buy a quest to, so we can play a game right. a month early but well, a high-end pc is such a barrier to entry for like most people right but i feel like they could have just still released it on everything and been like hey if you don't want to buy a pc get a quest like it didn't have to be this weird exclusive thing but whatever they know what they're doing they've yeah been, they've been marketing for decades so sure yeah. <laughs> who the fuck am i <laughs> you're some dude in your bedroom that's, that's who you right. are you have <laughs> Talk, all the answers <laughs> talking to millions of people do you, I, i'm actually curious do you all still it sounds like you do trevor and nick do you still do a lot of vr or do you use your playstation vr at all or it not? always is in the back of my mind to do it like i want to get back to it and i'm uh i, I never finished moss um, which was a really good one. That's the one where you're like a little mouse running around in a fantasy world. It's not. It? It's not that moss, is it? The one I read as a child. That would no. be a tough. No, that VR would be a very, situation. very hard VR scenario. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was mouse, wasn't it? It was. It was supposed yeah, to be you're a right. Ger- mouse. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> this is moss, like as in the stuff that grows on rocks. Um, <laughs> Got it. Uh, but there was another one. I can't even speak to it at all. And uh, it was a, I think it's a PlayStation VR exclusive called Blood and Something, but it's kind of a British gang's uh, lock stock kind of thing, uh, story-based thing that came out on PlayStation that got really good on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic or something. And I, I, I haven't heard anyone say a word about it. I know it's got good reviews and I'm eager to kind of check it out because it's fun diving into things blind sometimes. But I don't know. I always like VR. I, I had started Skyrim in VR as well. And I've always How been meaning. It, it's good. I mean, again, I've only played about four hours of it. Um the biggest hang-up still to me, though, is that VR is uh, its a big, like, exhausting. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it time and time again that my majority of my game time is waking up before the family. And so to, like, wake up, jump into VR world, come out of it and be, like, a little dizzy and weird and be like, all right, let's get the kid up and have my coffee now. It, it's just a little awkward. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I think I've touched on this before, but speaking specifically as a father and, and this podcast about people with families and don't have time to play their games, I, I feel like VR is just completely impractical for someone with a family and a life. Surely, <laughs> it's yes. Sort of, it, 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 I, my Oculus Rift is sitting on the shelf over here just collecting dust without even being used because... I have no time in which I can be like, bye, honey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just be like gone from reality. Like, yeah. I, I, I can see it have a use if I was like single or had no friends. Or like, yeah. <laughs> I would just wanted to Yikes. be by myself. But I, I you're guess you're off same, that marketing team now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess, I guess in the same way before my daughter, I used to play a lot of games and now I don't play much you know it's maybe maybe that's the same thing obviously it has a market i was just curious if you guys were still using it i I want to play it more than i get the chance to if that means anything it does (laughs) good good (laughs) thank you for answering my question (laughs) what about you guys uh let's see lately i have been playing a lot of hearthstone (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's it's back. Stone. Who's it's, in? It's uh, back, baby. Just well, I just very briefly, a, a new uh, expansion came out called Saviors of Old Doom, in which they um, and Nick, you might remember this. It, a few years ago, they released an expansion called the League of Explorers, which of course a card called Reno Jackson, which was like an incredibly popular card. Uh, it, Trevor, for just kind of to understand in layperson's terms, when you're building a deck. Uh, there's usually a limit of you can use two cards of any given card in a deck, except for legendaries in which you only get one. So you're restricted. And you can't have like five of the same card, right? But you can have two of the same card. Right. But Reno Jackson was a card in which it encouraged you to build a deck differently. It said, okay, if you only have one copy of every card in your deck, then you get this super crazy ability where you f- heal all the way back up to full health. And it totally changed the meta of the game. It was like an incredibly popular card. It eventually got retired into uh, what's called Wild, which is sort of their their area in which cards uh, get s- kind of cycled out. It's similar to what they do with Magic the Gathering. But in this particular expansion, I was very excited because they have what's called Highlander cards. So they've brought the entire League of Explorers back, and each one of them has a deck building uh, requirement that you only use single cards. And then they all have different battle cry effects. Battle cry is an effect where you play a card, something happens. Right. So Reno's just straight on back with his... He is, yes. There is a new Reno Jackson card, and then all the other League of Explorers brands back. Like, all of those cards are back, and they all have a crazy battle cry. So Reno's now is a mage card. Oh, and. When you play him, if you uh, it does ten damage to just sprayed like a Gatling gun across the other player's board, almost like a super uh, flame strike. If you yeah, remember geez. that, remember, yeah. Does so it hit the player cool. as well? No, 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 no okay. face damage. Just, okay. just uh, board damage. All right. But that one's pretty fun. Uh, there's another brands one's really crazy. It's a hunter card where when you play it, it summons an eight eight Rexar. The, or, or it's not Rex, or pardon me, 8-8, eight, eight, like T-Rex. I forgot what they call it. There's like a T-Rex card. So for like seven mana, you can play a a, a, a minion, and then it spawns this charge 8-8 eight, eight minion that just does face damage immediately. It's pretty cool. And then uh, the, the uh, one I really like is the Elise Druid card. Um, basically, it's called Untapped Potential. Oh, pardon me. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm confusing two things. They also brought new quests back. It, it, I won't bore oh. the details, but there's <laughs> there's new quests. So there's a druid quest that I'm really intrigued by, which is that. Uh, so Trevor, uh, you have mana, which is like your currency to spend on playing cards. Yeah. And it increases one each turn, right? So turn one, you have one mana. Turn two, you have two mana, etc. Um, normally, you want to spend your mana exactly on curve so that you're playing well. But the Druid quest is called Untapped Potential. And it basically says if you spend four turns um, with leftover mana, you complete this quest and then you get this crazy new hero ability, right? Okay. So it basically encourages you to kind of slow play in the beginning. 
and you're like, oh, normally I would just hear a power and hit to the face and pass, but now I'm going to do nothing because I'm <laughs> not using my mana and then yeah. completing this quest. That's that's really hard for a druid to be slow to the jump. <laughs> right. And then but your reward for this is now all of your choose cards. So tr Trevor, uh, uh, druids have specific <laughs> cards Get that you're say... Getting deep. <laughs> so there are cards this is specific only to the druid class where you it says you can do this or do this they're like kind of flexible so okay. one's like uh deal three damage to a minion or deal one damage to a minion and draw a card you know it's like you, you get these choices if you unlock this quest all of those cards now do both things that are printed on them oh so early turns you're just farting around doing nothing and then later turns, you're just unleashing, like, insanity wow. with these incredibly overpowered cards that are doing both the things instead of just one of the things. Oh, my God. So that's actually, I built a deck like that that I've been playing. It's it's a ton of fun. But anyway, I, I could, I'll go on and on and on. But those are, the, like, the highlights. It's a very exciting expansion because I like expansions that sort of encourage you to rethink, like, what you're doing and kind of try a different unique thing. I think that's something things can just kind of get very stale with Hearthstone where you're doing the same thing over and over and over. Right. So anything that kind of mixes it up like, oh, this is a crazy deck, like that only has one of every card, or oh, this is nuts, like this totally is broken and shouldn't be happening is um is fun. So it's been a very fun it's probably the most fun expansion in a in a while. Nice. So I'm very Which excited I'm, about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm curious. Do you know what the state of the game is? I fall I fell off years ago and um, unsubscribed I would to say the subreddit it's an, and everything. Certainly. I would say it's an enthusiast game that has waned in popularity, but that is understandable because it's been many years. And I know that um a lot of the sort of pro gamers, streamers who would stream Hearthstone, a lot of them are switching over to other games. Sure, sure. Because, you know, like anything, it, you know, it's kind of getting stale. Yeah. It's sort of the same thing. So so in terms of like mass popularity, I would say it is declining. So um, however, it, it's still doing just fine. It's not like no one's playing the thing. Like, like tons. Of, I, I would actually liken it to what happened to WoW, right? Like. WoW comes out and everyone and their fucking cousin is playing World of Warcraft. And then after like a decade, it kind <laughs> of it goes down. <laughs> after 10 short years of right, breaking right. records and right. la lasting longer than any game has ever lasted before it. Yes. But think about Hearthstone's been out for like six, seven years at this point. Like, God, is that true? Yeah. Like, it's been a while, so it kind of fits. Like, it's out of fashion. Well, the interesting part is I hear that the latest digital magic is also quite good, and people seem to be taking it yeah. that quite uh, a lot. That Yeah, that probably—well, magic digital magic uh, has usually been trash for, like, a long time, so the, right. they basically made a competent one that successfully mirrors the actual magic experience, right. so people are very excited about that. I have actually, while I loved Magic, really turned to, like, I actually prefer Hearthstone. I think it's more what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for this super intense, like, you know, if, like, formulas are circling around my head while yeah. I do, like, complicated, <laughs> crazy math. It's I not like a, Hearthstone a beautiful mind. Yeah, exactly. I like Hearthstone because you just play dumb shit and go, wee! And, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> and there's a lot of, like, random crazy stuff, which yeah. uh, people don't like, but I, I think it's fun. But there's enough challenge where you're, you know, if you're intelligent and you're mastering your game, you can do better. It's similar to like blackjack or poker or something. It's the same reason I like that stuff. Oh, I can tip the odds in my favor like 55%. So, so I'm winning, you know, that right. kind of thing. Right. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, um, it, it, normal. I haven't talked about Hearthstone in a long time because it's kind of the same old story every time. But th this expansion was particularly <laughs> every fun. time you're so like, but anyone this who's time, kind of just has yeah. it's been a while. You guys want to? You guys want to talk any, about any, Star Wars any... Galaxy of Heroes? I can. <laughs> no, no, oh, God. God, no. <laughs> but anyone who's checked out from Hearthstone for a while, it could be a fun time to come back. Gotcha. Nice. Um. Yeah. And other than that, um, the only other thing I wanted to talk about is a game that's actually not out yet. But is well on my radar, Ooh. which I actually had this conversation with Nick a while ago where I was lamenting the fact that I didn't have a lot of 
story rich kind of adventure game type stuff to play i feel like there was a lot of um after gone home Mm, there was kind of this this insurgence of like a lot of narrative rich yeah flooded by the indie uh walking sims as they call them yes which yes a lot of you know real gamers hate it or whatever but like i those are that's my absolute favorite type of game and i was excuse me and i was obsessed with gone home so it's been a while and i was even talking to nick like hey you know i kind of have feeling this itch i don't really have anything and uh, and i was like you know what i really liked her story her story was great. How yeah. is there not another one of those? And Nick was like, isn't that guy making another game? <laughs> I think he is. And I said, you know, maybe you're right. So I looked it up, and and the guy who made her story is making a new game that comes out this year. Yeah. And it's called Telling Lies. Oh. And he has not yet announced the release date, but I just kind of wanted to put it on people's radar for anyone who loved her story, who loves these kind of different kind of games i've been looking into this game uh sam barlow i think is the game designer and uh her and telling lies seems to be like her story cranked up to 10 or 11 yeah yeah everything i've read about it sounds unbelievable like it's not just like you're looking at and searching through a single video interview it simulates a computer desktop and you're like looking through emails and text files and oh, video Jesus. changes. We're going to lose John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to go nuts. And a, <laughs> what really sounded interesting is you, you have all this footage, but you're only seeing one side of all of these Skype conversations. So kind of one of the gameplay elements is, is you have to intuit like, oh, I'm looking at this one and I'm looking at this one and this is the same conversation because I'm hearing side a and i'm hearing side b and oh it matches, you know uh, oh oh they're talking about the time this happened and you know so you it's like you don't have a date or something i think you just have footage this so that's just like this awesome just like the, how this podcast is put yeah. together <laughs> right trevor just takes two separate conversations from skype and make it sound like one if they, <laughs> see if they match up yeah but I, but I consumed her story when it came out because it was my, it was so my kind of game where you're like trying to figure, oh, what's going on? Like, what happened to this woman? I'm keyword searching. Like, what? I never even heard of that game. Oh, you would love it, man. It's great. You should check it out. Her story. It's on like it's on PC, every like iPads and everything, iPhones oh, it? and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's it's a great like spend an afternoon like five six hours and just go for it. And it's not one of those games where it's like, hey, you're done. Congratulations. Welcome to the end of her story. It's like you just kind of play as long or as little as you want to. Oh, interesting. Until you feel satisfied that the game's over. Yeah. Were you familiar with the game at all, Trevor? No, I have. I just looked it oh, up okay. when John said it, and I saw the picture of someone in an interrogation yes. room. But... Yeah. So, so here, in I'll... case in case someone else isn't, yeah, try, or, uh, launch it out, tell them what it, what it is. Yeah. So in case you're not familiar with her story, and which is playable right now, go out and play it. It's I loved this game. It's basically um, a game in which you have a database of a, a video interview with a woman. And that's all you know. Like you, you're dropped in. like You don't know what's going on. And what happens is you can keyword search uh, the transcript of her interview, and then it'll pull up all the clips that match that keyword. So the game works where you go, huh, you know, that's weird. Like you, you, you sort of start off with one interview completely out of context. You don't know what's going on. And then the, you can kind of listen to what she's saying. And then she said, oh, that's weird. She said July 5th. Like what happened on July 5th? You can search that. And then now, oh, here's everything where every time she says July 5th and now you're watching those clips. Oh, she just said some guy's name, Pete. You know, I'm, I'm making this up. But as an example, Oh, who's Pete? Like, oh, let me search Pete. Okay, now now here's every time she's talking about Pete. And so it's sort of designed in a way it's non-linear. So you're it's a very organic game where it's just there's this database of information and you're finding it however you're finding it. And if you're smart enough to think of like, oh, maybe this or maybe that. I just became obsessed with it because you can you're basically cut to like a you know a cork board and string yeah. and, you know what happened to the woman and, and there's sort of like a mystery me, involved with it correct me if i'm wrong launch no it's not like you can't even sit you can't sit down and watch the entire interview 
No, no. Right. It's only accessible through keyword searching. Right. So and you, then you, you get a little how blip you don't of know. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there's no guide telling you like, so what you can do once you find a clip, you can sort of log it. There, you can add a thing to help you find it again if you right. want. Like basically, there, there's a description window where you can say, you know, oh, blue shirt or you know whatever. And actually, it's not just one interview; it's multiple interviews with different outfits. So that's another thing. It's like, oh, when is this? Mm-hmm. You know, at what stage is she talking about this? Or it's sort of all out of context and, and non-linear. So that's that's kind of the game is you just figuring out like is, what happened, what is this woman talking about? Is there an element in the game of actually solving it, or is that just left for your own imagination? So I would say yes. There is a there is an answer and conclusion to the story, but is a very not handholdy game. It's not like you unlock a certain video file and then confetti pops out <laughs> and, and it says congratulations on completing her story. It, it it's sort of like. If you are paying attention and know the story, you could get to a point where you feel satisfied that you have figured out whatever you want to figure out. I I hit a point where I was like, okay, I I feel like I have solved this. I kind of know everything that happened. I'm going to be done with this. Gotcha. But yes, there is a part of you that could be, oh, maybe I missed a clip. You know, that that does exist. And so that that did infuriate some players who are like completionists. Yeah, they want a closure. Need this. Yeah, they need this. They need to be told you've seen it all. Right. Which the game doesn't do. Gotcha. Fair warning for our listeners. (laughs) Yeah. Telling lies sounds like even worse. Like it's like, oh, God, did you miss this text or this whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Also, the title alone is so. Right. uh, Almost daunting (laughs) in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like these people might be lying. Yes. (laughs) I'm not sure why. And um, the original game was uh, it was like uh, one woman, one interview. I think the new game is like four people. So. Oh. Yeah, so it's like, whose side do you believe? Who's lying? Who's telling the truth? That sounds fun. Yeah. Anyway, I just kind of want to put that out there because those games don't come out that often. Yes. It's one of those that I'm excited for you kind of things. And (laughs) I look forward to hearing about it. Thanks, thanks, Nick. <laughs> so I'm Come not going to play we it. Could, but... We can solve it together. Yeah. Let me walk you through it. Come on. It's honestly, that would be one of those things had I had more free. There's so many games now that I think to myself, I would like to sit next to someone and play because I haven't done that in a very long time. And I used to enjoy doing that. Is like mm. really digging into a game with your friends sitting next to each other. Yes. And yes. sort of figuring something out. Um and yeah, that would be definitely one one of those games that'd be a lot of fun. Like, oh, sh- well, yeah, like I got it, Nick. Cool, let me let me pitch on this, and let me pitch on this because I've been wanting to play this game, but I felt like I need someone to play it with. Have you heard of that game, like A Way Out or No Way Out? I think it's called. There's a game. Uh, no. So there's a there's an adventure game made by the guy who made Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Okay. And the game is, it's two guys in prison. Oh, trying yes. to do a prison Sorry. escape. My bad. I did. I played through yeah, this entire it's, game it's like with my. It's designed yes. as a two. Oh, you've done it. Yes, I have. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's. I d- well. Uh, there you go. How was it? Was it good? Yeah. It. It's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like no. <laughs> it was interesting. That guy had some ideas. He swung for the fences. I'll give him that. Okay. I appreciated it, and it. It fell flat in only one of those great swing for the fences kind of ways where it it was almost like budgetary sort of things. The actors were very Uh, stilted and awkward, like what you're doing kind of it was trying to hit really heavy notes in certain parts, but completely missing because of uncanny valley kind of things. Um. Ah, can I it, can I spoil it for you? Does anyone care about that? You can just I, tell me now. I would kind of like to Uh-oh. play it. Okay, I just don't have anyone to play with. Yes, there's some laughably. There's definitely some laughably like bad movie sort of things. Um, it, it was in, it was no 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 oh. like unintentionally. Like, oh boy, this is not hitting the way it's supposed to be hitting right let now. Let me let me tell you, if any listeners want to play this game with me, 
hit me up at John Doe JBG on Twitter. <laughs> you can we'll play. You, it can, out. you can matchmake with randos. I I know, but I, that's the thing. I don't want I don't want to go in full random because it seems like more than just a journey or something. Like it seems like I should know the person or at least I don't know. It. It's, it seems it would designed be interesting. as like a couch co-op or at very least like chatting together. It would be very, very interesting to sit down and play with somebody you don't know. Okay. But right. that being said, it would also have to be like somebody that you'd be willing to talk to and getting to know kind of thing, I guess. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's interesting, though. I played that a while ago. I wouldn't suggest anyone plays. It's way, it's a little too long too. It feels like it should be like a one hour, two hour like movie sit How down kind of it? length. I feel like it was like six hours. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Like not long. not like super long, but too long still. Yeah. Well, Brothers was super good, so that's yes. that's why I wanted to play. Oh yeah, yeah. Brothers. Yeah, Brothers was incredible. It was incredible. Um. Nick. I have, uh, yes. So I finished Bloodstain Ritual of the Night. I can never remember which one it is. It's a very long title. Uh, that game's great. I loved it. Top to bottom. Amazing. I touched on it last time. If you like Symphony of the Night, which we've discussed that this podcast apparently does not. <laughs> um, Boo. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should definitely Dracula check it out. Sucks. <laughs> Dracula does suck. That's why you have to beat him. Yeah, that's, that's multiple true. times. Um, that game's incredible. I, I I loved every minute of it. Uh, and then I have been playing more Mario Maker with Parker. Not a too much. People have made some incredible levels in there. People are almost doing Minecraft level of stuff nowadays. Wow. Where like they do one person made. Uh, a level that we played was like a quiz that I forget the exact format of how it asked the questions. Oh, it would be like a puzzle quiz. It would show like he would set up like a mini thing that you'd see like spikes and a Goomba and a thwomp. And you would have to choose the different helmet, like a spiky helmet or a regular helmet like what would help best solve this scenario and if you do it like confetti goes off and then you go and solve that puzzle do it and then you move on to the next thing it's crazy people like are making these insane things there's like one that's like what do you prefer fire flower or this whatever you choose the level is plays out differently oh wow people are making yeah people are making really really insane things um so yeah if you have a switch and uh like mario uh, definitely check out Mario Maker. It's very interesting seeing Parker play older Mario games as well because he does quite well at like Odyssey and mostly things that nowadays that give some sort of uh, assist mode, like really takes him to a, a completely competent and quite good at games. But when you drop him into straight old Mario, uh, his skills like don't translate as well. And it's kind of funny to see that as, you know, the, like, yeah, I mean, this Old is Mario just, is hard as fuck. Yeah. But it's just so funny to, to, to see something that's in, printed on my DNA at this point in time, right. I mean, like muscle memory, literally at its most literal. Yeah. Um, it's funny yeah, to Lila, see him Lila do does it. the same thing. Like Lila would get frustrated doing old games like that, and then just hand me the controller, being like, "You do it." Yes, and I'm always <laughs> at the impasse where I'm like, "Um, <laughs> no, you're gonna have to fail a lot." Right. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, it is. Kid. It's a weird. Yeah. It's a weird and dumb parenting thing where it's like, "No, you need to learn how to yeah suffer." It, right. And and she's crying, p- and I'm like, "Good. That's yeah. right. That means you're learning." You know. <laughs> right. Um, or is it just like, "No, this is you'll never need to know this for games. All games have moved on past yeah. this point." Or I I think the world needs hard ass Mario. You know, on in the in the era of everyone gets a trophy and all like let's just in a non uh traumatizing way <laughs> put kids through uh some pain yeah, yeah. through mario <laughs> pain. pain yeah well yeah. mario makers got you set because there's some hellish levels in there can you just by default play old mario in mario maker like how can i play old mario with my kids um Currently, what? right now, which ones do you want to play? If do you, if you have a Switch online subscription, which is twenty dollars a year, I think. 
Uh, you have access to the NES library that they provide, and that has Mario 1 and 3 on it, at least. Okay. And 3 probably was basically levels. what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, past that, they don't... Um, what's the easiest way? Uh, get one of those NES or SNES classics. That's yeah. an easier way. I don't or, know if you've or, heard this thing called Nesticle. Yeah, I was about to say. It's <laughs> got you covered, Just bro. go down the emulator path. And, I mean, I could, yeah. I could do the ras- I have the Raspberry Pi, so I could do that. But I was just curious if the Switch, if on the Switch, like if you, Switch. you could do it without subscription. If you could just be like, oh, I'll just buy Super Mario Brothers three. No, and oddly, they don't have that. If you went back onto your, if you went to your Wii U, I think you that. could do it. <laughs> Uh, I, I can't remember. We just shut down a whole bunch of their online stuff, so not, I don't even think you can go back to their... Uh, what did they call that? What was their thing that they called the classic video game stuff? Oh, jeez, I should know that. Bueller? Fuck, um, Bueller? Damn it. Bueller? It was, it was called, like, the Nintendo... Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> Shit! Nailed uh. shut to that. Not the eShop. That was their... That was the DS. Was it like the virtual yes. arcade or something no, like that? No, you're on to something. <laughs> virtual. Vir- um, We're not going to stop. This podcast is going to keep going until we force this into existence. The... Fuck it. It doesn't matter. Um, that would have been the easiest way to do it. But yes, Mario 1 and 3 are on the Nintendo Switch, like the subscription. Um Anyways, virtual beso- console. There it is. Virtual it console. is. There it is. <laughs> I knew you yes. were close. Woo. I Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheater. I'm, yeah, full confession. This is I, why. You know, hey, I was using my her story skills yeah. and I figured it out. <laughs> this is why we can't remember anything ever again. That's right. Google's ruined us. Um, uh, yes, in the most bizarre, odd, I don't know how I fell down this path, but I am now also playing Final Fantasy XIV which is the second MMO in the Final Fantasy oeuvre. Did I use that, if I, did <laughs> that, I use that correctly? Sure. <laughs> so yes. if, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I can only presume you know what Final Fantasy is. It's a very long-running series that's up to number 15 in its normal numbers. Uh, they took a turn on number 11 and 14 where they made a massively multiplayer game in the kin of uh, World of Warcraft, as we touched on before. Um, Final Fantasy 14 went through like a strange life cycle where it launched and the fan base absolutely hated it, like crucified oh, I it. I remember that, yeah. And then the Square like, Enix was like, it, right? yeah, Square Enix was like, all right, we'll destroy it. We'll work on it and we'll relaunch it. And somehow they made it super good. And then the fan base was like, we love it and embraced it, which is the most unheard of thing in the history of video yeah. games. Like you mess up what? Like you trip on the start line of video games. You're done. Dead. I wonder if it was um, like after 13, they were like, guys, we could sleep through this. Like people are, it's like Madden. They, they're just yeah. going to buy it anyway. And then they, they're like, shit, shit. Okay, wait, yeah. we actually have to do this. Right. So they corrected the ship and people loved it. Mind you, this was, speaking of Hearthstone coming out seven years ago, this was like eight, nine years ago or something like this game's right. pretty old. Um, and I had always heard whisperings in the background or whatever. There's always people like, no, this is better than you think. It's kind of cool. It's way better than you think. There's a lot of people playing it. It's kind of one of those like silent, huge hits. Um, so then they have released more expansion expansions, like two more expansions. And then a third one just hit called Stormbringers. And people now like it hit a critical mass. Like it finally like the fan base has built up to this point. And now people are like, holy crap, this is like the actual best Final Fantasy story ever told. People are saying they're like crying Whoa. at cutscenes and stuff like that. It reached oh, this moment gosh. where it was like, okay. The curiosity just has me now. I need to check this out. Um, because the one of the biggest hooks is that uh, most massively multiplayer games struggle with story because you're one of a million heroes doing the same thing. Yeah, but, let, let's replace struggle with with don't even attempt. Like, yes, <laughs> exactly. That's... Um, and John, maybe you can touch on this for a hot second, but you played Old Republic for a bit, which also was kind of accredited yes. as having a, a solid story. 
Yeah, I mean, it was definitely an improvement. I I, I kind of tuned out of that game because I was really enjoying the story, but then I hit a segment where I could not advance without a party. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm just like, I was like, fight. I was fighting against the MMO ness of the game. Like yes. I was just like, I just want to play a single player Star Wars game, and now I'm stuck. Yeah. You know, so then I just stopped. But but when I did play, the story was quite good. So. Yeah, this is interesting. The story has been quite strong in the beginning. I hear it just keeps getting better as you hit the expansions part. But it is uh, it, it's it's a Final Fantasy type game where you're doing some regular adventuring, but then you hit a cutscene where oh, you see the bad guys' perspectives, and you realize that there's actually a much larger plot happening and some sort of intrigue and some oh, maybe people that you thought were good were actually bad and some twists. It's actually pretty interesting and like the side stuff. It's also a giant Final Fantasy. Uh, 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 what's the term I'm looking for? Like a fan. Not fan favorites, uh, a fan treatment. Uh, what fan am I service? Fan, fan service. Fan service. Thank you very yeah. much. It does You're a welcome. lot of that where it's like, hey, you name a Final Fantasy element. Hey, Launch Node, would you like to be a gunbreaker, which Squall was, and get Squall's jacket and Squall's sword? Fuck yes, I would. <laughs> you can do that in Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, hey, can I summon a GF? Uh, the summons are in there, but they're different. They're kind of been twisted into bad things. But yes, you can summon stuff or meet them. Can that at be least. the only thing I'm doing the entire time? <laughs> no, just go play Final Fantasy VIII. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, hey, you get like Magitek armor from Final Fantasy VI. The Golden Saucer is in there from Final Fantasy VII. It's just... All is of this ball in there. <laughs> I haven't seen it. If it is, I can't. I can't. I can't <laughs> confirm nor deny it's in there. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's interesting because it is an MMO, but I haven't dealt a lot in that. Like uh, as you said, you reached a point in Knights of the Old Republic where you had to go into a dungeon where it required a group. That's been the glory of modern mmos is they have like immediate matchmaking like you walk to the front of the dungeon and it's like what are you and it's like i'm a healer and it's like all right here's two damage dealers one thing and a healer i matchmaked you into the perfect group and go and people are like you're just going in the dungeon within five seconds and uh so that's been it's been great it's just been a, a really good like chill out kind of like hey i'm grinding getting a good story uh but i'm still pretty early on I don't get to play too, too much, and MMOs are pretty notorious about taking a lot of your time to get further. Mm -hmm. Again, this game's been so out so long that I think they condensed the leveling as well because they want you to get further and get to those expansions and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. If, you, if, you've, if you're like me and you've heard about it and you've always been curious, uh, I, I guess I am here to say that I think you should check it out because if you're interested, it's definitely worth the effort putting in, because I've liked everything that I've seen so far. Um, I can't sell you on it if you have zero interest in it. I'm not going to say it brings anything new to the table that it's like not been done before, but uh, it's definitely the best. For, for me, it's the best Final Fantasy experience I've had since wow. seven. I mean, that's... That's saying a lot. Yeah. So well, even that, that alone that, it's, is interesting. It's, it's saying a lot because I don't like any Final Fantasies past number seven. So <laughs> next all, it's the best Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's the highest of the shit class. Yeah. Like, Jeez. <laughs> no, I'm just being hyperbolic. It it was. Uh, it's good. It, it's got a good look. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about it. It's good. Nice. We got. Do we got any news, Nick? There is a little bit of news. Um, some mainstream stuff. Since we last talked, uh, Fortnite had their big, huge, giant tournament. Their, I don't know what the tournament was called. They found themselves a winner. So one kid who's not even eighteen yet won three million dollars playing Fortnite. Jesus! Wow! <laughs> really? Yeah. Yep. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, if you're not three familiar with Fortnite, I don't know like what to a, tell you. Yeah, three million. Wow. Yep. I should have uh, played more Fortnite. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know, right? The crazy part, too, is uh, the finals. So there's 100 people in the finals because they need to fill a whole match. Uh, 
if you made it to the finals, you got 50,000. So that's 100 people getting 50,000. So there's 100 people each getting $50,000, and then this kid wins the thing and wins $3 million. Correct. That must, oh my God, he must have been, that must have been the best, because that game's squirrely as hell. It's not like. I know, that's what I, that's what I keep telling people. It's like, you know, yeah. He, he must have been so fucking happy. Yes, but let me, uh, it was corrected in me once I heard what how they scored it. It wasn't just he won the final round. It's Wait, based what? on it's based on points. It's like, oh, you got kills. That's worth like two points. Come on. The whole <laughs> thing is like if we're gonna do like the fucking Hunger Games, like let's do it. Yeah. They don't you don't have the winner of the Hunger Games and then they go, but actually this dead kid over here <laughs> killed uh, more people. He's actually the winner. Oh like, yeah, come on. Actually that sounds exactly like something the Hunger Games would yeah. do. <laughs> That's true. I guess it was rigged. Yeah. yeah. It was fixed. <laughs> Joke's on me. Um, but in uh, a slight sadder turn of the exact same story, the kid got home and started streaming and immediately got swatted. Oh, great. What does swatted mean? That is where some uh, dickless coward calls in and says that there is a hostage situation at the address. Yeah. Trevor, you haven't heard of this? I or... have. I didn't know it had a name. It's yes. so obnoxious. So yeah. then a SWAT team has to show up at the door. And last year, a kid, somebody was killed Got doing this. Killed. Yep. Yeah. That person was. The police don't know like, anything about video games and stuff. They just think up oh, to like there's a terrorist or someone's hostage and they come in guns a blazing. Correct. Oh to so some, some poor kid's house who's streaming on Twitch. Like. Yeah. So somebody was killed last year because of that. Thankfully, the person who made the call was caught and sentenced to 20 plus years in prison. Good. Uh, that apparently has not stopped people from still doing it. As I said, this kid. I guess it was in his parents' home. As I said, he's underage. He still lives with his parents. His parents answered the door. It's a guns drawn. It's oh my absolutely God. just pathetic and sad. Um, but he's got $3 million, so hopefully he can cheer himself up. Wipe his tears with $100 yeah. bills. <laughs> Once he becomes of age, I'm sure it's put into some trust, like child actors or something, I assume, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, and only like gaming online culture could be that toxic. It's not like people watch someone win the World Series. It's like, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to call the life. SWAT team on Kurt Schilling and like, <laughs> oh, like fuck you. Like, really? It's yeah. just like, how would we come to that? Like, what is it about? Uh, we're not going to solve this here now, but <laughs> it's just so strange that it is our culture that is so, it's the most toxic. Well, one of the most toxic. Yeah. Um, it inspires past- some of the most toxic people. Yes. Speaking of, in the same ballpark, I'll say, uh, ESA is the kind of banding together of companies that uh, it's the overarching company that puts on E3. Um, it's kind of like... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like a union for companies that where they it's a collective voice for all of the the production companies in the industry. So they put on E3. Uh, it turns out this year that whoopsie daisy, they accidentally posted a spreadsheet that had all of the information, contact information, address and phone numbers for anyone that had a media badge. Oh, <laughs> oh Shit. my God. They said they got hacked or it got leaked, but they just posted it. They, it was just <laughs> like up. it was basically like wow. you knew you knew the link and you had it. Wow! It's like one of those like forgot to BCC emails. Yes. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so there's been a lot of so it, it's most of the bigger guys are you know fine in the sense that they you know it's it's their business address and their business phone number and anything like that. But there's a lot of Twitch streamers that went this year and your business address is your home address. So there's already been people that are harassed and tons of people have had to change their phone numbers and stuff because ESA decided to just drop this info. And then they made a release saying, uh, Oh, we're so sorry. This has never happened in the 20 years that we've done it. And then people have come out and said, no, this happened in years. <laughs> like it's, it's oh, happened God. like I think three <laughs> times in the past. Uh, so basically some, whoever was making that statement, like 
just as long as I've been here, it hasn't happened, but didn't bother to check. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it was history. like straight up somebody since this has come out, like had an email chain where they had emailed the ESA saying like, hey, this is happening. I can access this when I shouldn't be able to. And they didn't correct it. It's just either way, the long term effects and how this might affect you, the listener is as I said, ESA puts on E3 and they are, this is like hot water territory. Like there's already brewings of like large uh, class action lawsuits. The ESA has not been doing very well recently and this could sink them and potentially sink E3 as we know it. Like, uh, so it's interesting to hear like this might be the death note <laughs> like this. Oh, geez. Well, it's like people already weren't going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now if your reward for going is being doxxed, exactly. <laughs> why the hell would you go? You nailed yeah. it. That's exactly it. Why would you ever give them their information, your information again? Um, yeah, that's mostly it. Oh, and then last, uh, bit of is little bit of news is Sony, Nintendo and, uh, Microsoft have, banded together and agreed uh, that they are going to show uh, any game that has a loot box or any random sort of you pay money, you get something random out of it. They You have to show the odds now if you're going to publish on a Sony, oh, Nintendo, good. or Microsoft platform. Uh, oh, wow. This comes in the wake of some politicians. There's specifically a senator, I forget his name, but he's been, this has sort of been his tent pole recently is that he's... All, you know, this all these loot boxes are corrupting our kids and this is gambling for children and uh, all this stuff. And so in light of that, instead of wanting actual government litigation and laws in place now, uh, you know, the game companies are stepping in and being like, <laughs> no, we'll police ourselves. <laughs> sorry Kidding, about that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it'll be interesting because uh, places there's places around the world that already require this. China being key uh, in in one of them, and there's already loopholes for that, for like gift boxes instead of loot boxes. And it's also you know they can bury it in a website that's forever away. Like I don't, I'll be curious to know exactly how these three companies force people to do it if they have to put it like right there as I click it. Like, can I see the odds right. or is it going to say like, Hey, if you want to see the odds of this, visit www.impossiblethingtotypein.com. Um, well, yeah. let me tell you, I've been to, I've been to Vegas many, many times. The listed odds doesn't stop anybody there. I so. know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, slot machines have to list the odds, but again, yeah, like would you, you going to call over a pit boss? Like they're not printed on the side of the <laughs> right. machine. Like, um, so yeah, that's it's not going to stop anything, but hopefully it stops litigation at least because that that'll just get dirty and muck everything up probably. Um, that's it. That's all I got for news. Cool. Um, well, I'll just close out and say that we are gearing up for extra life. I know it's it's in November and that seems so far away, but it is only two and a half months. Uh, it sneaks up really fast, especially any of you who are coming. Uh, make sure you let us know. We're gonna, we're, if you have ideas for a lot of things that we can do, Nick and I are working up some uh, cool tournaments in the vein of what Josh brought with Strike last year. We'll have another Strike tournament this year and some other ones because that seemed to really rile everybody up. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll we'll bring more attention. Um, in the next podcast to what's coming up soon. And we're also gonna, we're also getting very close to finding a place to hold it this year. So, yes, I am. That's, it's what I need in my head so that I can start mentally prepping and, and, and organizing. Yes. Yes. Cause we want to try to keep it as big as last year, but we oh, don't right. have the same uh, place as last year. So having uh we're looking for a new place that can, uh, house at least as many people um and and do a lot more fun stuff yeah it's my intention to hopefully uh keep things a little bit more fun and structured and i know those two words usually don't go hand in hand that sounds 
at a th- uh, fun yeah. structure. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's just like there was so many things last year that, uh, uh, like, two years ago we did like blindfolded gaming, and it was like the smash hit. We were all cracking up. We loved it. We totally had it planned on the books to do it again next last year, and then we didn't. And it was just like, what, what the hell happened yeah. there? <laughs> it slips by so fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, next month we should have a lot more details on what's planned, what's coming up, where it'll be, all that fun stuff. So definitely stay tuned for that. And if people want to stay tuned, how can they follow that? Nice segue. They can go to our website, joeblowgamer.com. Uh, they can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Trevor Carley. At Nicholas North. And I'm at John Doe JBG for all of your let's play uh, No Way Out or A Way Out or whatever it is. <laughs> you want to hit me up? Hit him up. He'll do, do it. <laughs> at John Doe JBG. <laughs> um, and then I'll start. I'll start releasing some information on the Joe Blow Gamer, uh, Joe Blow Gamer Twitter, which is at Joe Blow Gamer. If you have, if any of our listeners have any suggestions, ideas, requests, yes, please for podcasts or anything, you can hit us up at Joe Blow at joeblowgamer.com or you can tw- hit any of us up on Twitter and uh, we'd love to hear from you so make sure you subscribe review the podcast and tune back in next month when we give you some more magic the gathering <laughs> oh what oh. <laughs> <laughs> or or hearthstone yeah <laughs>